from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. I'm Coach C. Collins. I'm your host. I have special guest co-host today, Rashid Shine, the master trainer himself. Appreciate you being here, brother. Um, I um, will. Oh, no problem. We'll get. We're gonna get to um, our guests, or both our guests, I should say. Um, he uh, uh, shines here for a recurring episode. He did an episode before. Uh, we couldn't get the YouTube because we had technical problems. So now he can finally <laughs> see his face and be on the YouTube side of it. And um, he's done a lot of great work since then. So we're gonna get more into that. And of course, we're gonna get to our guest that's um, sitting on my couch right now. Um, and, and we're going to have a great episode, hopefully with a lot of information to give to you guys. We're, this is um, episode 44, so I'm really excited. I'm just going to keep pushing and progressing. And again, if you like what you're listening to, please hit that like, hit that follow, subscribe. It, it definitely helps me out um, and helps just get the word out for the show. So um, before we get to that part, let me uh, give a shout out to my sponsors, Dr. Dish, best shooting machine on the planet. Um, they're the best shooting machine because they help my kids get better. If you are looking to get a shooting machine, they have the home version, they have the all-star version, they have the rebel version. Please feel free to hit them up. Tell them about that live podcast sent you and they'll hook you up with a discount. Also shout out to Hardwood Palace. If you're looking for AAU tournaments, whether it be rec level, competitive level, intermediate level, they have uh, tournaments for everybody out there. So please feel free to hit them up. Hit Steve or Grant. That's Hardwood Palace. Go ahead and Google that, and you'll find them, and there's links to them in description. And last but not least, my last sponsor, Hidden Treasures Cannabis Club. I appreciate you guys and all the support you guys do. So thank you guys for um, um, supporting the uh, the podcast and, and sending what you're there. And then my Patreon and my subscribers, man, like this this wouldn't happen without you. Every day it's growing. Um, I see it on my audio algorithm all the time. Still just trying to crack the YouTube one. That's a little tougher, but... I'm going to keep putting content out there for you guys, for you people to listen. So with all that out the way, <laughs> um, I want to introduce our guest. Um, this kid, uh, I've kind of seen him from afar for a long time. Um, in the coaching world, it's just kind of one of those things you watch kids grow up. Um, tried to recruit him last year. I failed. But um, other than that, <laughs> the kids uh, had a, a pretty good career right about now, high school career. Um He's at Jesuit High School, and obviously I'll let him get more into who he is and, and what he's about in this basketball world. But the biggest thing for this episode, to me, I really wanted to talk about not only his journey, but the train, the journey between trainer and player, because that's something that I don't think is delve into as much. Um, I think with, with Phil Handy and LeBron, it's gotten more pushed to the forefront. But to really have an episode where a kid is on the cusp of his college um, career about to start and ending his high school journey and, and who knows from there um, is a great perspective to have. So um, without further ado, let me introduce Andres Diakovich. <laughs> Appreciate you being here, kid. How you feeling today? I'm good. Thanks right. for having me. All right, man. Appreciate you being here. So I'll make this painless as possible. Like I told you, we're going to uh, ask you some questions. I really want to delve into your guys' relationship. Always on the show, feel free, jump in, talk. You know, obviously you know the deal. You've been through this already, so <laughs> just say whatever's on your mind. 
But I just want a nice um, flow to the show. I want people to know who you are. And I just, I really want to highlight you two and what you guys have been through. Make sense? So, first off, let's introduce who you are for those who don't know. Um, you play at Jesuit High School. This is your senior year. Um, you're a Stanford commit, correct? Yep. Okay. And then, um, the obviously, the big deal that a lot of kids aspire to do, you uh, became a McDonald's All-American. Congratulations to that. Thank let's you, give you an applause. Very good. <laughs> Wow, that's um, very cool. It tell you know, tell more people about your career. I mean, you, we, of course, we could you could give people your stats and your numbers and all that, but they could look that up on Max Preps, right? Tell people want to know like your journey, right? Like where you know where did you start? Where did you grow up? And obviously, we'll get into who your dad is and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I was uh, uh, born in Greece. Um, you know, moved a bunch of times while my dad was playing. Um, moved to Sacramento um, in fifth grade. And then uh, I guess from there, I kind of tried a whole bunch of different sports. Okay. Uh, you know, playing basketball for fun. I played for um, a couple AAU teams, just trying it out, just for fun, nothing too serious. And mm -hmm. then uh, I guess COVID was kind of <laughs> my, my, uh, you know, welcome into the basketball world. I mean, for a lot of kids, it was like, it kind of, I, I don't want to say ruined, but it definitely didn't, didn't help a lot of kids at all. Yeah. Um, with like the opportunities to play at different places and all that stuff. But for me, it was, it was probably the, the turning point in what made me decide to pursue basketball full time. Okay. And how tall are you? Like six seven, right? Six six six, six seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's a big guard. <laughs> so well, the first question I want to delve into. Um, okay, straight straight into AAU. So your experience so far, and you know, you kind of can reflect now because you're more towards the end of your journey for, as far as high school. Um, your AAU experience. What are some of the good points? What are some of the bad points? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably the biggest point is. The best part of it is exposure, is getting the chance to play in front of countless co college coaches across the country. That's probably the best part, um, and I think I think that's probably the 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 part that most players uh, take for granted. Like a lot of players don't realize how big of a deal it is to have all those college coaches come see you play. Very cool. And um, then anything negative or any uh, whatever viewpoint you have. I mean. I mean, in my opinion, I, I I guess like the only somewhat negative thing is it's not as it's not as structured as like high school or overseas. Mm -hmm. um, but for college coaches to see you play, like you, it's kind of it's kind of free for all. Like you gotta you gotta showcase what you can do, and sometimes that's not running plays. Sometimes it's like doing your own thing out there. Absolutely. Well, like you said, it's about showcasing more yeah, exactly. so than like your high school teaches you system and structure, and yeah, obviously. You get more time, right? Because, again, I, I I don't know, but I'm assuming even when you with you with the Compton Magic, you probably probably didn't get a chance to practice as much, right? Yeah. And but with Jesuit, you're practicing like five, six days yeah, a week, yeah, exactly. right? So you get more details, right? So let's get straight into you two guys. Um, talk about your journey. Uh, how did you guys meet? Um, you know, that relationship, it fostering, because obviously, like we talked about, that's something I really want people to kind of learn about, you know, because I, again, in my my outlook, 
just so you know, Dre, I mean, Dre, you don't know me, know me, but just so you understand my outlook in basketball and stuff, like basketball for me really saved my life. Like yeah. I went through a lot of tough times and it, it's kept me going, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm a proud dad, I'm a business owner, like we talked about before the show. So it helped keep a lot of things on track for me. The relationships I've built through this game um, have always been something I, I value very much. So I think relationship between someone like yourself and him is something that um needs to be talked about and showcased because a lot of people just don't know it's just yeah. the details they don't know they see the highlights they see the videos but you know yeah. what i'm talking about they don't know so yeah you guys take the floor Here we go yeah, <laughs> um <clears throat> so first of all i met him through his uh, elementary school um the coach there yeah. which is to me, in my opinion, he's like the goat of <laughs> <laughs> coaching. All right. Um, being a human, <laughs> you know, um, workout dude. Trent, like right. uh, his name is David Ankrum. Of course, yeah. yeah. Legend, <laughs> everyone legendary knows Coach Ankrum. If you and Zach, everyone name. knows Coach yeah. Ankrum. Yeah. Um, so I used to go play at the lab and all that stuff, and uh, and that's where the connection came from. So okay. I met. Uh, Pager there. I used to Pager there, and then I met Andre there. But I used to train um, some of the teams at Country Day. Okay, yeah. Like I remember you talked about that. Yeah, before. he yeah. brought me in to yeah. train them. Um, and this when he was like sixth grade, seventh grade, <laughs> when he <laughs> was just just kind of <laughs> out there trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because when oh, he didn't just come in a walking bucket. Like he, no, <laughs> no, he, <laughs> it, was, it was like a like a baby deer right 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 um and uh when they was like oh that's that's Paige's son right of course you know and i'm like oh man that's dope it's cool he's so young yeah you know you know that don't really mean like Paige's obviously he's another goat he's right, right 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 i was like damn that's Paige's son but yeah. then i was like that's Paige's son <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah connection through there and then one of one of my good friends one of his closest family friends drake yu yu mm -hmm. Um, I've known Drake U for a long time and he's a hooper and stuff and he's seen me play and train and he kind of solidified that connection because they're cl he's closer to their family. Nice. Um, and then we started getting after it in middle school here and there and then really started um, his eighth grade year going into eighth grade summer going to freshman year. Yeah. 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 So. so, I mean, well, yeah, you, you I mean, that's obviously how you met, but what what helped you trust him, you know, and gravitate with him? Because, I mean, it always, that's the funny thing, especially with kids. Like, people don't understand it takes a village, but there's certain people, obviously, you build strong bonds with. So, what what on your side of it? Uh, Probably Coach David Ankrum. Okay. <laughs> it All was right. probably like, yeah, I mean, he he wants nothing but the best for kids. So, as soon as that connection happened it was like ank ank wouldn't you know throw somebody like him at me to train me um for no reason right he knew it was best for me and i guess like just being available and like the consistency of consistency of working out was probably the biggest thing because a lot of trainers are like you know like they prioritize like you know i gotta work out with this kid um, just as much as this kid, but they're not on the same level. Right, right, right. And all that stuff. But, yeah, the consistency was probably the, all right. the main thing. So then what, for you, what 
age or grade do you think it really started to click for him? Kind of from as the trainer from us, because of course you see the progression, sure. Mm -hmm. But where did you like see like okay, he's he's getting it. Um, I think I would say probably the end of freshman year. Okay. And kind of like right before when COVID started. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, we was getting after it, yeah, but yeah. he was still trying to figure out, like, is this something I really want to do? Like, how much, like, work okay. does it take? All right. And then when COVID hit and, like, that just really, that's when we was really getting after it. Mm-hmm. And he started to grow a little bit. And right. then I th- he just really, like, damn, okay, I'm growing a little bit. I'm right. Filling out a little bit, then he really, really just started. That's when, I, yeah. to me, that's when that's yeah. when I really started. Does that sound pretty accurate for you, Dre? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, when COVID started, we had so much time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people nothing else but basketball <laughs> for some people. Right. So, uh, it was just yeah, just just being trying to go at it every time, um, and the biggest thing is like there wasn't any competition like there was no games no nothing so all we could do is try to get better with ourselves yeah you again train you? by yourself <laughs> like it was like some gyms didn't even let more than like three people in yeah. and so just trying to have that trying to keep that self motivation while you're by yourself in the gym every day is just that's probably uh something that we got to experience together with limited people in the gym and everyone trying to figure out the, their own way of trying to motivate themselves. So very cool. So outside of um, uh, Dave, uh, has there been any other coaches that you can kind of reflect on? You know that really helped you in your journey. Um, I mean, Dave, uh, the coaching staff at Jesuit, mm-hmm. um, for you know, helping me with the transition from playing JV freshman year into playing varsity sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, but. Other than that, in terms of coaching, like it's it's been limited. So. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, they, like I said, ain't no damn wrong answer. <laughs> it's only I, the term. I do want to add, you know, him and his dad, like, okay, really putting a lot of work too. Okay. Um, Paige's, you know, old school and like, I can imagine about the the work, <laughs> you know. So, and I've said this before. It's like all just through my experience as a skill development trainer all my top players that have been successful I mean I've been a you know a huge part of that but at the same time they were self-motivated and they stay in the gym um whether it's with them or by themselves or with their their dad or you know even with their mom or whatever they've right. done the extra work right. and um I think Paige has showed uh Dre like instilled that in him like you come work out with Shine work out for an hour and a half, two hours, that's not enough. Of course. David Ancrum, same thing, that's not enough. You know, you got to get your 100, I mean, your 500,000 makes up. Yeah. You know, the boring stuff. The boring stuff, yeah, right, (laughs) of course. But, um, so Paige has done a lot, you know, and then uh, definitely he's got some time in with Gus Armstead Mm -hmm. and his guys um, with those big, bigger Mm-hmm. Guys, bump them, bump them around a little bit, right, you know. Of and I think that's huge. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and take all the credit because it's like you said, it's a village. Yeah, you know. Always. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I 
No, no. Other well, it's perfect because you said that segues right into my next question. <laughs> it's almost like we talked about this, but no, no, funny enough. That that was uh, not scripted, y'all. That was actually just all. <laughs> no, because I did want to talk about, obviously, with your dad. And, and um, you know, I I was here in Sacramento when he played for the Kings. And, and I, I got to watch and witness that team, um, you know, with him, Mike Bibby, Vladi, Bobby. Like, just how great they were. You know what I mean? I was here in that moment. I'm a Warriors fan, I'll be real with you. So, we sucked <laughs> at the time. But, <laughs> but. I was living out here, um, uh, going to college myself, going to JC and playing yeah. JC ball. So I got to witness it. So, you know, funny how life works, circle back and <laughs> sitting with his son. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's super dope. But obviously for him and the expectation, it, and, and this is, so I call kids like yourself, um, legacy kids, yeah. right? The Scotty Pippen juniors. Kenya Martin Juniors, Gary Payton Juniors, you know, just in general, right? Just some um, you guys have fathers who got to play at the highest level of basketball. Yeah. Let's just get that elephant out the room, right? Um, some it goes very good for, like let's say uh, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> you know, God rest his soul, but clearly he pushed it to the max and his dad, you know, was an ex-NBA player. And then, of course, you have players like, Michael Jordan's kids who, you know, played college and whatnot, but you can obviously see they got burnt out and the the pressure got to them, right? Um, for you, how how have you handled that, like, in itself? You know, because you know the comparison's going to be there. You know the – I'm, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. You're smart enough to understand, <laughs> like, I know who my dad is. You know what I mean? Yeah. How How have you been able to manage that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, positives and negatives to it. Obviously, there's, like, pressure, but there's also a, a stereotype of, like, things being given to you. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think, like, with that comes, A, you get exposure, all eyes on you. But adding on to that, it's also like, all right, all eyes are on you, but everyone is now looking at the details, like, what are you doing wrong? Right. Like, you can be as good, but because you got so much attention and all this pressure, like, people are going to try to nitpick or whatever you're doing wrong. And like they're, like they're waiting for you to fail. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, Because uh, funny enough, so I had um, Daniel Barnes on my uh, show, which is um, Matt Barnes' sister. Yeah. And her son, he's doing football now, but he, during the time oh, yeah. he played basketball. Yeah. And even he would catch it just for being Matt Barnes' nephew. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not even, like, that's not his kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just his nephew. Yeah. And he would catch a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I can only imagine, man, like, being, you know, directly a son. And you, and you have a younger brother as well, yep. correct? So yep. do, you, do you think he's, do you think he wants to walk the same path and play basketball or whatnot? Or do you think he might gear towards another sport? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. He's still trying to figure things out. He's playing everything. <laughs> okay, no, school. that's good. That's yeah. perfect. That's so, perfect. Um, yeah, but he definitely loves playing basketball. He loves watching basketball. He's on he's on YouTube all day watching highlights <laughs> and trying to, like, imitate the moves outside. So And what what um what grades he Sixth in? Grade. Sixth, Sixth grade. grade. Okay, so he's walking that same. What, what advice would you give him if he was, you know, sitting right here? <laughs> like, yeah, what would you tell him? just, like, you know, just don't try to, you know, like copy everyone's path. Mm -hmm. you know, like just kind of like do you, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, I look at your game and your dad's game, completely different game. You guys don't, to me, don't 
play the same. You yeah. know what I mean? You're more um, – I, I would I classify more. And, again, in the NBA, obviously, you have roles. So he had a role with the Keen. So, but I would say more his role was, you know, a spot-up shooter. Yeah. Right? Your role, to me, is more of a scorer. Yeah. Right? Like, you have more of a knack to create your own shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, I, I think that's a pretty cool parallel as well. Like, even though – you got the genetic material, right? You're still finding your own way, you know? And, and so my question for you in conjunction with that, um, you've obviously seen his mental growth mm -hmm. and you know, how, um, MJ's big on that side of things, right? You know, um, and shout out to MJ. He's just not here cause he's yeah. busy. He's not off the show, <laughs> but he, um, trainers kind of, we helped through that mm -hmm. process. I think a lot of people don't realize that component of it. Yeah. You know, of course we do the physical stuff, the cone drills, the tennis ball drills, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they don't know that we really have to like work up here. Mm -hmm. Right. We're almost like borderline psychologists sometimes. Yeah. Right. You know, and, um, for your side of it, watching him go through his ups and downs, what's the mental side you could say you've seen uh, grow for, for him? Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's taken everything, like, you know, very subtle. He's never too high, too low. Okay. Um, the people that he has around him, you know, it's close circle. They're the same way, never too high or low. Right. I'm not too high or low. <laughs> um, and you can kind of read, like, with him, I can read how he's feeling. And I okay. always, like... All my guys, they joke me because at the beginning of every session, like, yo, how you doing? How's your body? How you feeling? I just always said they actually <laughs> would say it before right. I say it, <laughs> you know, um, because I understand that right. mental, you know. And then, again, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen outside looking in, Peja has never, at least in front of me, have said anything to him um, or forced him to kind of, something right you know he's allowed him to kind of uh choose his path how he wants to do it nice. you know at the beginning of our training career uh as we started training you know i met with Peja. Mm -hmm. like he was like serious about it he's we met at starbucks Peja loves yeah. coffee by the way uh, he that, loves his coffee. <laughs> we met and i had my notebook he had his notebook and he yeah. just pretty much just asked me like you know what what can I do for him? Like he's heard about me, right? But what can I do? Um, what do I see for Andre and you know, all that stuff? Because he didn't have to go through all this. No, of course know? not. Um, and he was su like super humble. And even in workouts, and I tell people this all the time, our first workout and all the workouts that he's there, like Pedro would rebound. Nice. Rebound, chill. He might say a little something just to kind of get him going. Right. like. Talk some mess to him. Right, of course. <laughs> that That's that's a dad thing. Yeah. But <laughs> it's super cool to see, like, someone like Peja, who, in my opinion, is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Like, he's just humble. Like, he's just like, what's about this work? Right. You know? Uh, So I think that helps, and it just shows, like, who his family is, and mm -hmm. it just shows in him. Like, you don't really have to do too much. Yeah. And, um, and he's been pretty good at being vocal about, who he wants to be and what he likes and what he doesn't like, what he wants. And everybody in a circle, like, trusted and just go with it. So then that kind of, well, just it got me thinking this question. Um, did Peja let you do your job? Like, Absolutely. be his trainer? 
and you'll know kind of you you I think you kind of feel where I'm coming yeah, from yeah. right now because but did he you know he let you do your job correct and he let yes I asked him <laughs> I, I remember asking like all right this is what I'm gonna do like is this cool because I didn't know you don't yeah of course and it's an M let's just like you said I think we talked about it on your show like when you're dealing with an ex-pro's child yeah you do there is like okay how do i approach this right. is he cool with like yeah. you know how i talk to him so i get it bro trust yeah. me so my page was like shine do your thing i trust you nice and then after he's watched me like train him multiple times it's kind of like he just chills and sits back right you know which is for me that's the honor to have someone again like himself to respect me as a trainer, skilled skill guy mm -hmm. with his son right. that's been at the highest level. Yeah. So he let me do his thing. Like, he just literally let me do my thing. See, so, and I circle back with that because, you know, parents, unfortunately, in the SAU world, <laughs> and uh, now that you're old enough to really see what's going on, uh, you know, and, and this is just more or less our world and what we deal with on the business side of it. But, you know, you'll have a, dad or a mom who's an engineer try to tell us we don't know what the hell we doing <laughs> you know they're like you don't know what you're talking about it's like oh okay if you say right. so <laughs> i think i've think i know a little bit about it but you know so for all you guys listening out there or watching on the youtube um yeah just learn that like if you if you take your kid to a trainer um and he's doing he or she is doing their job just let them do their job <laughs> you don't need yeah. to that's like taking your car to the mechanic and then are you sure that's where that goes like are you, are you just, like your mechanics and like okay you fix the car then right. you know so i just wanted to yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely get that one out there Appreciate so then uh you're committed to stanford yep congratulations thank you <laughs> um you looking forward to that yeah 100 percent. all right so you know i have to talk about it yep um isa right is uh there then mm -hmm. that's True. That's two Jesuit kids you're attached to. I mean, I feel like Jesuit should put you on staff right about now. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be on staff. Jesuit, I feel, but I do I feel like, like they need to give you team. a thank you, a plaque, something <laughs> at <Hey>. this point. Did <laughs> you produce two high caliber athletes like this? Just saying, just throwing that out there, Jesuit. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, so did you get a chance to talk to Issa? Or has, uh, um, I'm sure you guys know each other, whatever. Uh, did did that weigh in a little bit on your decision or anything, or did you just kind of fall in love with the campus? Uh, or I mean, in terms of like basketball, it, it didn't it didn't affect the decision at all. But okay. it was kind of it was kind of comforting knowing like knowing that I'm gonna have someone that I'm close to and know um, they're with me. Mm -hmm. um, and just like as a freshman, you know. You go through all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like, oh, you starting over, kid. You about exactly. to find out fast. You starting over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so for you, you know, I kind of laugh at it because it's kind of like um the Phil Jackson question of, you know, who worked harder, Kobe or Jordan? You know, yeah. like things like that. So like, kind of for you, you know, with him and Issa and and watching both of their progression and stuff, you know, how do you look at this? I mean, are they just like two hard workers, you know, two sides of the same coin, or maybe with him you got to put in his foot in your butt a little bit yeah. harder with him, and Issa was a little easier, or you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I, I, that's, you know, speak on that, that relationship with those yeah. two in there. Um, I would say 
Issa, like, I mean, I've been, I was with Issa, like, since I was 10. Yeah. So I kind of instilled that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's always kind of been like that. Had a right. chip on the shoulder. I remember you talked about that. Yeah. How he's just. Yeah. Yeah. He went <laughs> and after so, it. But in, with Dre, I think when we first started, he was still trying to figure out, like, what, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I understood that. So I knew when we first started, when we came to workouts, he was trying to soak it all in. You know, he was trying to push himself, but he didn't really know how to push himself. And it took some time to really get him to, like, constantly, constantly push himself. Okay. Um, but it, it was never like, yo, you're not working hard enough. Right. It was he would work hard, but then it's like, how do you get to that second gear? Right. That third gear. Okay. And that's pretty, that's, the, that's the only difference. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm sure Stanford's going to love to have both you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, – and, Shout out to Issa. He had um I saw that highlight he had that um that dunk. Uh oh, I forgot yeah. what team it was. It was I can't remember. Good. Yeah. It it's about good. time. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was pretty good. No, <laughs> he can do that. I mean, I haven't I don't know what stats this year, but I imagine he's you know, this is his sophomore year, right? Sophomore yeah, year. So, you know, I'm pretty sure he's working himself in the rotation. Yeah. Um, but no, shout out to him and um, like I said, what you've done with, you know, a lot of the, all the guys you work with is just a phenomenal job. And Thank just, you got to give your flowers when they're there man um so then for au let's you know circle back to that um so obviously you went to compton magic and it worked out for you you you, it looks like you had a really good experience um and and you know shout out to those guys because they're part of the reason i'm now in the adidas gauntlet they reached out to me um personally and was you know like hey we really like what you're doing chris we want to get you involved on this side because um, I was on the UA side, obviously, yeah. last year. So, kind of playing devil's advocate here. This is where I'll say I'm going to grill you a little bit. Um, you know, you're a Sacramento kid for the most – well, pretty much for the most part, you're a Sacramento kid. You know, we kind of look at you as like, you know, a, a hometown kid. I know for me and, and other – AU coaches and stuff, we would have liked to seen you with, with a Sacramento AU team yeah. or a Nor- even a NorCal AU team. Yeah. Um, but again, no knock on what you yeah, decided. Yeah. That's your decision, and it obviously worked out for you. What what was kind of your major pull of wanting to do Compton Magic kind of up there? I know what I know. I went after you on the West Coast. Lee went after you. I wouldn't be surprised if the Soldiers approached you. You know, just all those teams. Yeah. What was like your big pull with playing with those guys? Uh, I would say just the, I guess the, the history mm-hmm. at, at the program. Yeah, just like they've had countless guys that I was following their journeys. Like a couple of years ago, I was looking at YouTube videos of Compton Magic guys. Right, right. And those guys took the same steps, and I think they do a really good job of keeping that structure of like, we're gonna recruit kids, but we're not just gonna get a bunch of like guys that can be potential five stars we're going to build around certain guys okay and every guy they help every guy with their own stuff like we got three guys that are that can go to power five conferences and then we got guys that can go to the wcc or the big sky like they're they're gonna either way you're getting an education and you get to do what you love so yeah no it's a win all around yeah okay no that's good i um I always want to try to speak from both, you know, on my show, I want to speak from all sides, you know what I'm saying? So, and then ha- have you, 
and I guess it's kind of a personal question, but I'm just saying in terms of with you and your relationship with your pops, yeah, right? Have you got, has he ever had some of those tough conversations with you in terms of like, hey man, do you want to do this or not? Or, you know, uh, has he had to like really sometimes say, come on, man, get out of bed. It's time to get to work type stuff. Or has it kind of come more or less come from you? Uh, in the beginning, I would say like he pretty much allowed me to figure everything out. Okay. Just like, you know, like, like if you really love basketball, like you got to try to figure out yourself. I'm not going to like force anything or, so that was probably the best part about it. Mm -hmm. But for sure, like sometimes there are days when like you lack self-motivation and you just need that push. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, crap. <laughs> I just moved. Yo. There you go. Hey, move the uh, curtain for me. The light went off. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for the technical difficulties, y'all. Um, no, no, that's cool. Um, just because, again, I think I, I like to unpack that stigma. I, this is the thing, and I was talking to Shine about this. Like, a lot of people don't know your guys' side of things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they, of course, there's people that speculate there's people that you know like 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 you alluded to earlier oh he's an nba kid son it's just easier for him exactly. and all this stuff they don't there's not a lot of platforms where you guys get to advocate for yourselves and i, I know i'm kind of using you as the voice for all the nba kids which you're which is not you're not that you're yeah. only can have your experience but i do think you got you guys probably all have similarities right yeah. like if i sat you again if i sat you down in a room with uh brawny jr Scotty Pippen Jr., Kenya Martin Jr. I think if we sat all these guys, you all would have some similarities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of some of the adversity you guys dealt with. So yeah. that's just the place I'm coming from. I want yeah. you to be able to speak your side of it, right? So um, I spoke with, um, well, on a different note, um, I'm collaborating with uh, Ryan from Touch Shooting mm -hmm. with um, some AAU stuff, and, you know, he's – we're where he's giving me some kids so we can put them on the Adidas platform. Um, you know, like, I'm trying to word this correctly. What what was some of the adversity you dealt with playing on that triple SB circuit? Like, you know, obviously a lot of kids want to play at the highest level. We don't get necessarily always an opportunity to talk to kids fresh after playing at the highest level. Yeah. You know, what What was some of the hurdles that you went through? And if you know of some of the hurdles he went through, kind of that he talked to you about, you know, both you guys feel free to talk about it. But I, I want you to really not just talk about your experience. You could say, oh, yeah, we flew here. We did this. They paid for this. I got this gear. But I mean, that's the obvious stuff. Yeah. Tell me about, like, the games where maybe you were, like, not playing very well or you were in front of colleges and you felt like, oh, man, I'm really nervous right now. You know, Tom, want that side of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the biggest part was, like, getting out of the local stuff and going to a program like that where all of a sudden you're playing in front of 100 college coaches at your game. Not, not only is that pressure, but it's also, like, at least for the program I was in, like, we had three guys that are going to – Power five conferences and who's going to be the guy? Right. So we had to learn like your role changes, right? The role changes. We had to learn to play together. We had to understand that sometimes it's going to be this guy having twenty five. Sometimes going to be another kid having twenty five. It's like 
whatever and and they're all about winning like as much as they want what's best for the kids like yeah, you the only win. way the yeah. program goes up is about winning games at the, at the at the circuit so absolutely um did you build like connections with some of those guys and yeah, stuff 100%. like that all right yeah Good. but probably the biggest hurdle is just having to understand your role mm-hmm. um sometimes it's easy for players um and sometimes it's hard if you're used to being the main dude at your high school and all of a sudden you're at a top program it's like something for some kids it's hard yeah well and that's well welcome to college when they get to college yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna be um shine did you have anything to piggyback on that or um that? so i was able to watch a few of his games online mm-hmm. actually a lot of them and um i think he was actually more prepared okay. than most kids of his age um just because one of the work, but two, being around his dad and him being able to go back, you know, to 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 Greece um, and work with like that style of training and development and those pros, mm-hmm. and I think he was actually more built for it. Nice, you know, um, and I can tell just from watching um, the players he was playing against. Like everyone kind of gets up, oh, this is Paige's son. This is you know, of course. You know, I saw some highlights about that. <laughs> that just not sorry, not to yeah, cut you no. off. No, it just clicked when you said that. So, and you probably didn't even see, like, you know, you know how social media is. It's Instagram. It is what it is. So, anytime if a kid even had a remote success against you, like they were posting <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm just being real. <laughs> like, I don't even. I know for you, you're probably like, who cares? Like, you're focused on your path. But you know, as an as an observer, because I'm not. I wasn't coaching high school or anything at the time. I was just coaching my kids and running stuff yeah. here. So I'm seeing the high school highlights. This is this was your junior year. Um, I mean, if a kid scored one bucket on you, they made like 20 <laughs> different highlights of that one bucket. And I'm like, they're like, they're like, oh, he's not that good. I'm like, wait, what? Like, he just scored a basket. Like, right. you know, like, yeah, he can get scored on like anybody else. <laughs> I could have, you know, so it <laughs> – and it's funny because it'd be like people's parents doing it yeah. like they so i'm like okay so is this is your logic is if your son was able to score two points on him you could score two points on pager yeah <laughs> like, right. like is that your logic you know what i'm saying so i don't know if you saw any of that stuff but i would see stuff like that on his side sometimes i i would hear stuff i didn't really see i wasn't really looking at all that yeah, like yeah, yeah a lot of people it's 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 funny like when he does something and it's all over social media. Like most, like even like my other players, yeah. people will immediately like send it to me, you know, text me like, "Yo," and because I'm with them all the time, mm-hmm. and again, I'm like very even killed. Like I'm always thinking like, "What's next?" Yeah, it's like, "Yo, that's dope," or "Okay, that's cool." Oh, yo, he he got scored on, or he got dunked on, or not, not that that happened to Dre, but it's like. Right. Like, it's basketball. Like, what are we talking yeah, about? Exactly. <laughs> well, my thing is, if you if you try to play defense, if, and again, I'm I'm a defensive coach, just so you understand where I come from. Like, my that's my stock. Like, that's what got me a scholarship. You know, I was a defender, um, and I could shoot a little bit. But, like, if, you, if you're a kid that wants to play defense to any degree, and if you are playing at the highest levels, it's inevitable you're going to get dunked on. You're going to get crossed up. You know what I mean? You can't hide from that. You know what I mean? It doesn't – like, you can't show me one NBA player 
in the league that's never been dunked on. Or Le- never, LeBron's like, been dunked on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so this whole ridiculous notion of, like, but I think that's part, part of the – when Austin Rivers spoke on that podcast, I can't remember what the name of it was, where he was talking about um, highlight culture, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're growing up in it, right? Um, but he – I don't know if you, if you saw that video where he was saying – Guys who got highlights back then, like you, you, you didn't pay for that. Like you got that. You know what I mean? Like you had to be. You had to earn it. Yeah, you had to earn mm-hmm. for someone to want to highlight you and showcase. You right. know, and I say, and I said it. Um, you know, shout out to Simply Ballers Bridge, all those programs. Ballers Life. It's nothing wrong. This is a capitalist society, man. Ain't nothing wrong with making your money and making <coughs> highlights a business, right? There's nothing wrong with it, but. I do think it could get diluted where basically anything could be a highlight at this point. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, that's the problem. And that's, you know, I, I, it's a give and take for me because I'm in the business AAU. So obviously I need that side of it. Right. Cause let's say I got a kid from like a small private Christian high school, some division six in the middle of nowhere. Well, he's not going to get the same opportunities as far as being seen like you will yeah. at Jesuit or even being with the Compton Magic. So YBA needs to have something in place to give that kid a fighting chance, exactly, right? Yeah. So it's a good and bad to both sides, right? Mm-hmm. We, I think we all can be aware of that. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I think it's funny watching the evolution of the game and watching. You know, I'm 40, man. It was just different <laughs> for me <laughs> back then. It's different, and I'm sure it's different for you yeah, too, bro. Absolutely. But I, but I am. Um, it, it's some good and bad to it, but I'm, I'm glad. You know, we're able to kind of see the evolution of it all. With um, it's my last question before we go into the, the next few segments, and we'll be, we'll be out of here pretty soon. But like, uh, there was a story I heard for about you. Um, and your dad, I can't remember if I heard it from him or it might've been from uh, Todd from FIBA. Um, and it, it was a good story and it highlights a cultural thing that I just want to point out on this show. So just so you kind of understand me, I'm, I'm kind of a anti-reclass guy, you know, kids yeah. reclass a lot. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super anti-reclass like oh you can't reclassify no matter what like no no i'm not that there's obviously times where it's appropriate but we're kind of living in a day and age where um everybody's doing it Mm -hmm. a lot of kids are doing it and i think it's it's becoming a problem like i've gone i'm just telling you this as an au coach i've gone to tournaments like national tournaments in portland Um, my eighth grade team is playing a team with six 16 year olds on it in eighth grade 16 years old in eighth grade. That means they're about to start high school 17 years old. You know, that seems pretty crazy to me, mm-hmm. right? You know, I I, I think one of the uh, – there's a kid. I can't remember the kid's name. I wouldn't say his name anyway because I'm not going to speak on a kid like that. But he's supposed to be one of the top sixth graders in the country. You know, how much how much you can rank a sixth grader, whatever. But so rumor is he's like 14, 15 years old in the sixth grade. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't that seem a little right? Too much, right? So, um, what I alluded to the story with you is I heard, especially like during the pandemic and stuff, your dad took you back to Greece and he kind of spoke on it to have you train and play against basically 
grown men, you know, grown men and like pro athletes or whatnot. Is that true? Did did he do that yeah, for yeah. you? I mean, I, uh, yeah, as long as I've been living in the U.S., I, I would go back every summer to spend time with family and stuff. But the last two summers, um, my dad took me and just had me train with the U19 team. Yeah. And all that stuff just to get a feel for like grown and, men, like just and, like playing against them. And, and I'm sure they beat you up a little bit. Exactly, and yeah. <laughs> right. Over there, they make you pick up full court. <laughs> Like, it, it's crazy. And the physicality, you're going to get hit by two seven-footers in the same possession, screens, wow. everything. Okay. And it's like, it's different. So it's something that, I'm, like, a lot of high school players don't get to get to experience. So that was probably, that was probably super helpful for getting into Compton Magic mm-hmm. um, and just being able to hold my own. And so that, and that's just kind of, well, that kind of ended right there, but in terms of, but you know how I feel about this, man. Like, you know, we talk about it. I, I wish more parents and people did that. Not, you know, not necessarily fly you to Greece, but in terms of, you know, to get the best out of yourself, you play, you play up, you know, you don't play down. And I'm trying to shed light to that a little bit more. Like, parents, if you're hearing this, kids, if you're hearing this, like, here's an example right here for you, man. Like, play Push your kids, man. Like, don't go the opposite route when it gets hard, right? I mean, I'm sure you've had hard coaches or, you know, coaches that had pretty high demands of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to just quit and walk away, right? So, you know, I mean, if you have anything to say to that. But, you know, that's my standpoint. I yeah. think kids need to be pushed the opposite <clears throat> way, not not down, push up yeah. always. No, nah, man, I agree with you. Okay. With you. Perfect. <laughs> 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 um, so – the uh oh before i forget this question um so the mcdonald's all-american deal that's exciting how, how are you feeling about doing that like and playing in that game pretty excited. super excited all right yeah, good and like um i looked at your team uh you and Bronny gonna be on the same team right yep yeah so how exciting is that uh have you met him i mean have you guys are i mean yeah we played here? against each other once okay um the magic and strive for greatness uh but i got to talk to him like just a little bit but uh i guess it's 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 exciting yeah um having me Bronny, and jared all on the same team jared mccain oh wow oh yeah i forgot that wow just yeah i, I guess it's gonna attract <laughs> a lot of attention oh yeah it definitely is those type of guys on the team but it's uh it's cool I'm just i'm just looking forward to play against all those guys and, and just yeah. You got um, you going into it with any expectation, or are you just gonna go like, hey, I'm just gonna let it rip and see Obviously, what happens. There's practice before, like all eyes, like NBA prospects, NBA um, scouts are there. Mm-hmm. So everyone's gonna be looking at details and stuff. So obviously you got to go after it during practice, but in terms of the game, just looking forward to having fun and just you know being a part of that type of event is just surreal. yeah. Where um where are they having the Houston? Houston, okay. They're in the final four. Oh, nice man. That's gonna be cool. Are, are you going? <laughs> are you oh, going, no, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike. Man, no, that'll be cool. I mean, yeah, this is just. I mean, I can't remember the last time, at, at all, if at all the we had a McDonald's All American yeah, come out of set. I, I got one. Who? Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown was a McDonald's? 
Yeah. I didn't MVP. know he was a McDonald's. I, I didn't know. Bro, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm, well, because I didn't know if he was a McDonald's. I, I remember when he was at Wood Creek. Yeah. Then he left and went to Prolific. So I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Outside of that, I didn't know anything else. All right, well, there we go. So Jordan Brown and then. Uh, Marcus Nelson. Marcus Nelson? Well, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking like as. When's the last time? Well, That's right? like in the last. Yeah. Seven years, eight years. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Marcus was like a minute ago. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you two are the most recent yeah. <laughs> in recent <laughs> basketball. Um, no, that, and like I said, that's that's exciting stuff. Like uh, watching watching NBA players' kids go out there and get after it like that. I think that's gonna be pretty yeah. cool because yeah. that's that's a unique situation to be in. So, um, yeah, no, that'll be great to see. So I want to move on to. Hot takes. Couple Sound things. Oh, I try, man. I try. You know, gotta, gotta. You know, people listening to us talk, gotta break it up a little bit, right? Um, so had a couple crazy things happen. Um, uh, UC Davis and Santa UC Santa Barbara got into a brawl. I saw that today. Yeah, thought that was interesting. You see that, no. Yeah, don't don't fight. <laughs> try not crazy, to get into any dude. fights. Yeah, it got pretty crazy. So. Um, yeah, it's seem and and um that's what I was kinda gonna segue and talk with you guys about. I something about this year in hoop, mm-hmm. it's been a lot more um physical, to say yeah. the least to me. Like you had uh Donovan Mitchell get into uh, that yeah. scrap with uh and then um Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers, yeah, like <laughs> um and there's been some women's college mm-hmm. and again, I don't I don't know why, but it's made it just seems like this year there's a lot more um a lot more hostility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing because I'm a little old school. I do like to see um, – I ain't going to lie. I'm, I like to see you guys compete. Yeah. You know, like uh, – I don't want to say hate each other, but, you know, like you hate to lose, so you kind of – you're willing to go at each other. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a fine line. I don't want to see kids fight. I don't want to see anybody fighting out there because, you know, I, if I want to go see fighting, I'll go watch UFC. Like, I ain't, I ain't trying to see that. But – I do like the passion behind it in terms of just watching, because I mean, I just, I just remember, I want to say like 2016, 2017, 2018, kind of to me was the more softer years of, and everybody was buddy buddy, and you know, it just didn't. It seemed like people were going through the motions. At least that's how it felt for me. Um, I'm just curious what you think, or you know, what you see. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think COVID had a big part to do with yeah. that. You know, everybody was kind of. Bottled, everything's been bottled up. Yeah. You know, this is the yeah, I just think a lot of emotions is bottled up. Yeah. Um a lot of stuff that's been happening in the world in general just kinda forced people to kinda want to stand up for themselves more. Yeah. And not back down. And then like you said, everyone's just super competitive. Yeah. And super expressive. I think social media has allowed people to express themselves more. And it's not always a good thing. You're right. I <laughs> totally agree with that. But, I mean, the positive is I think people got to find that balance of standing up for self, what I'm speaking on, how do I express it, but at the same time don't let anybody, like, walk over me and talk crazy to me and, you know, yeah, that type of thing. So I think it's just a, a mix of all that, and sometimes yeah. it just comes out. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I um, So, Drake, do you have a favorite NBA team? I asked that on everybody on the show. Our favorite, uh, you can't say the Kings because, you know, 
That's that. That's too easy. <laughs> I love Dallas. I oh, love really? Watching Dallas. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, so then, yeah, I was going to talk about the trades and all that. So that's perfect. So, what do you think about the Kyrie trade? I like it. You like it? I I love Luca. I love Kyrie. I you just, really think that's going to work? I, I mean, you know me. I have I I'm skeptical. But yeah, I don't know. But I I just I I don't know. I I just like them together. After seeing them live, like last night, it was. I think it no, Kyrie's out. nice. I mean, there's just nothing like it like yeah the man's pretty freaking good so <laughs> and like all right so you're a dallas kid so what about uh what about you sean you got with all these recent trades and acquisitions and stuff you got a favorite you got i still got my warriors winning it all so you know it's just, i'm biased so. <laughs> well i'm uh you know i'm not a bandwagoner so <laughs> i stand <laughs> not saying that's what you are i'm no i'm from north carolina so yeah, i stay okay. you know repping Hornets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would laugh. I'm I like, know. bro, that's. Hey, that's you cool. are. No, you are a true fan. Yeah, true Because I was rocking the Warriors when we were trash. <laughs> I, hey. <laughs> and you're not trash. Yeah. You just got youth. Yeah, we got youth. So, I mean, I'm always, you know, repping them. But I actually, I do like, I'm I'm intrigued by the Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Luca connection. Very intrigued by it. Outside looking in, doesn't look like it's going to work as, you know, yeah. when you just hear those two names together. Right. But I think, uh, I mean, anything is possible, you know. So yeah, I'm I mean, excited to kind of see how it develops. I'm glad I'm not the head coach. Let me just put it like that. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I ain't figuring, I'm not figuring out that algorithm. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> just be honest. And one team I, I like that I really wish, they, I think they need some more veterans. And maybe it makes sense what I'm saying is uh, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, like what they've done with – I'll just be honest with you. To me, they look like an AAU team. Yeah. They look like <laughs> a pro AAU team. I'll just be like, kind of what you talked about, Dre, with, you know, sometimes they just kind of roll the ball out there and you just do your thing. Like, that's how the Houston Rockets yeah. look to me, you know. And they got some great young talent, but, man, that's a team that needs some veterans. They do. You know what I mean? They need just that, I don't know, like an Iguodala or just somebody, you yeah. know, that older, like, hey, man, like, what are y'all doing? Because – um. Who was there that left? Uh, John Wall, right? Or not? No, he's back. Is John Wall? <laughs> they traded him back. Wait, because he went to the Clippers for a minute, right? Yeah, they just they, they just traded they just traded him back. Oh wow, <laughs> that's crazy. And I remember watching a podcast he was on, and he was talking about that. He said, "Man, like I tried talking to those guys, but it's hard to get through to them." And and that kind of I only circle back to that because it kind of alludes to um, culturally. Mm -hmm. What I think is difficult, you know, for you, Dre, um, if you have dreams to go pro and if that does happen for you, God willing, you know, um, you're you're you already seem kind of like a cool, even kill, like stoic type of kid, yeah. you know, um, hopefully you keep that. You know what I mean? Because let's be let's be real. You get to the pro levels, you're you're going to you're going to get a level of stardom. You're going to get money you're gonna get you're just gonna get access to a lot more yeah. where it's easily easier to become distracted and you know nowadays man it, i look at the nba it is hard to say sometimes if guys value winning more than money mm -hmm. anymore you know yeah like um yeah Jalen green and those guys fun to watch they'll they'll get you some good highlights but what's their record i think they're <laughs> one of the worst in the nba and they're yeah. and you know it's just um <clears throat> as an older head it's tough for me to watch because <laughs> it's like you see the potential of those guys, right, and you want to see them succeed. 
but they just don't have the uh, leadership. Yeah. And you can't blame it on the coach because the coach can only do so much, mm-hmm. especially at the pro level. So, you know, heed that warning. <laughs> when you when you move up in those levels, you know what I'm saying, keep your head on straight. Yeah. And and I hope you – I hope for you, like I do any kid I talk to or coach, um, you value winning, you know, because losing sucks. <laughs> so I don't care what level – you know, yeah, you can go cry in a bag of money, but losing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you hate to lose, yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, shout out to anybody listening on that one. Um, I got a few more questions I want to talk about with my uh, current events. Um, playoffs, starting for you. Um, first game, like we talked we talked a little bit about this before the show, uh, you got um, Monterey Trail, right? Um, for you... Obviously, I believe every kid wants to win state. Um, you know, that's always kind of – it's funny enough, like, you can have some of the most talented careers, but, like, winning a state ring is really hard. I actually yeah. looked up the statistics. It's a very low percentage of overall basketball players that win a state championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I and I looked from the top down. I was looking at pros who won a state championship, and I think it's, like, one point something percent of NBA players and then you go to D1 colleges I was some uh somebody did the work um you know this your last shot at it man what 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 are your thoughts or what do you you know what's what's the game plan what are you thinking yeah obviously it all depends how we how we do in sections whether we're going to do an open division or mm-hmm. D1 um for the state tournament but i mean no one believes in my team more than my team good so I think I think we can go for it. I think we're good enough. Um, He's on fire. That's the right. <laughs> that's, that's the right. That's the, that's exactly what I should hear from you. <laughs> yeah. um, well, what do you do? What for you personally? What do you do to stay motivated? This is a long season, obviously. You yeah. know, between your high school and and now you're rolling into, like you said, sections, playoffs. You know, a state. I mean, the, your I believe the last game, if you make it all the way to the end, is like March fifteenth, tenth. Okay, so, yeah, how do you keep going? You know, what keeps you going? Reminding yourself what the what the prize is. Okay. Being, being uh, a part of a historic season. I mean, especially, like, a team winning D1 State from Sacramento. Like, it's usually a Southern California team, so. Yeah. Um, Westchester beat me. My, I actually made it in State years ago. Westchester, they had Trevor Reese on their team. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, just being like, you know, like your name's ingrained in that state state title forever. Yeah. So just reminding yourself of what what you'll be remembered uh, as when you win something like that is just probably the motivation. Have you and do you like talk to your teammates and stuff like that? All I mean, the time, if you guys yeah. okay, all right, you guys keep like basically keep each other yeah. pretty accountable. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so, Shine, for you, the point that you're at now, which, you know, again, I always give you tons of praise, and I'm always going to do it, bro, because I, I, I do. I respect what you do, and, and I appreciate it as a a guy who's in the same field. <laughs> Essentially, we're work colleagues. But, um, you know, you have this list now of athletes that have um, very – extensive resumes and of course now 
uh, and you can speak on this if I have it wrong. I'm assuming some people come to you and say, okay, turn my kid into Dre. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all right, turn my kid into Issa. All right, turn my kid into Jordan Brown. (laughs) Okay, turn him into Kai Huntsbury. Right, like like, how, (laughs) you know, please speak to that a little bit. How do you keep these parents, for one, realistic, two, you know, let them understand each kid's their own journey, Mm -hmm. and also still, like, I I like to think every trainer, every coach leaves an imprint on a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, there's kids who I don't coach anymore. I still think I left in it. Like, I was watching Kai's games mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. And, you know, I coached him for years, you yeah. know. And the way he plays defense is still the same way I taught him when he was, you know what I mean? So like, dope. it's still the same. And it's, so it's, it's for me, it's fun to just that mm-hmm. little bit, you know. Um, how, do you, how do you respond to this? I mean, how do you talk to the parents? How do you kind of keep them ground? Like, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> it's uh. It's easier now because I'm wiser. <laughs> Before, it's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's funny you asked, you said, like, I've literally had a co- uh, dad last year try to give me a train his son and compared him to, to Andre. Said that he's, he's actually very similar to Andre. Mm-hmm. He's just younger. And then he tried to explain the moves that he does, that Andre does. Like, yeah, he does the same thing. Well, and I was like, okay, all right. So then he comes <laughs> to training. <laughs> don't tell me he couldn't. Don't tell me he couldn't even, like, shoot a layup or something. Dude, he came to training, and it was just, like, polar, just total opposite, man. It was just. Bruh. Um, so I found ways to express that. Um, the realistic. <laughs> Yeah, I got a sound effect just for that. Yep. Let me see. Stop the cow. Is that, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said in my head. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say when Yo, he said that to you. It's crazy when he said, I'm like, all right, man. So I know I'm, I've, I've, I get that all the time. Right. I've literally get turned. Turn him into this player, turn him into that player. And it's like, y'all don't understand how much time was invested, especially if I, if they're like a junior in high school, senior in high school. It's, it's like, oh man, it's so hard. Yeah. Oh, bro. I've, yeah. I so I know what you're talking but, about. But I, you know, I figured out ways to express it and to like, listen, one, I'll tell you straight up, they're not going to be, your son and your daughter's not going to be this player. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to kind of develop their own way and path. But what I can do is put them through some of the similar things. and But it's up to them. Like, are they going to work out on their own? They're going to do all the stuff that these guys, these older players and young ladies I work with done, you know. And and then also it's just sometimes, like he's – like Dre has other gifts and talents that yeah. he has. Right? Yeah, that you're, that you're born – that's why I say the yeah. genetic material. You right. can't – <laughs> is it fair LeBron James is 6'9 and aging like you know backwards yeah. like is that fair no but I mean that's congratulations he yeah. won the genetic lottery yeah, like exactly. you can't you know what I mean so right. no I, so that's that's <laughs> pretty much how I do it and you know some parents come around they realize it and some don't some still live in la la land which right. is it is what it is right um but I've been able to kind of like smooth that out 
good. A lot better than I used to be able to. Cause it's just like I didn't know how to even respond. Like, what are you serious? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I I don't know your story, and mine. I'm probably similar in that because, yeah, you know the area I'm in. I'm in Rockland, Lincoln, Granite Bay. You know, and and I think parents have a misconception how sports works. <laughs> you know, sometimes, um, and it could be indicative of the culture. I think we talked about it with MJ with your episode like you guys live in a swipe right swipe left culture you know you want you hungry Uber Eats <laughs> you know what I mean you you know you 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 uh you want to watch a movie Netflix right you know like we have to actually go to theaters <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so trying to get parents and even kids to understand the process of sport hasn't changed in terms of um, the work, yeah. right? The the technology has evolved. The understanding of the human body has evolved. Sports science has evolved. Everything for sure has evolved. How you can take care of your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, LeBron James is a testament to that. I mean, Jesus, <clears throat> the, the fact that he can still, you know, that's what I'm like, man, this dude's only a few years younger than me. Yeah. And I'm feeling... 40 <laughs> you know so i'm like man i think i try to take care decent care of myself so yeah. i'm like he's he's shown the blueprint of like hey if you want a long career you know invest in this 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 is a possibility right but even still um the work doesn't work. change that doesn't change the work the work doesn't change and and i you know that's why I, a big portion of why i wanted you on the show man i wanted people to understand like regardless of the things the natural gifts you I'm, I'm guessing you had to put in work you know <laughs> the yeah, day in the day out a lot right a lot of work and well did you want to speak on that a little bit or i mean yeah what you basically said it's the principle the same yeah i mean it's like technology gym access it, that's it's evolved if anything it's it's easier to have a platform to work mm-hmm the only thing that is a negative is just the pressure and outside noise right from social media but other than that gym access is easier nowadays mm -hmm. every kid has a gym so there's really no excuse but there is a lot more distraction yep absolutely um so before we go into the last few things uh i wanted to talk about um cif um because i i'm sure you've seen some of the stories of kids and i even did it a little bit on my Instagram and stuff talking about um like Kiku Parker how he got his senior year stripped away at first mm -hmm. um you might have seen some of this amongst your peers like kids you know going to schools and not and coaches keeping that kid from playing their varsity years and things like that um I don't think it's right me personally I don't think I, if it, if a kid needs to transfer high school now again I don't think a kid should transfer high school every single year I right. think that's a bit excessive you know but let's say it's your freshman year you're out of school maybe not a good fit or you're just not vibing with the coach or something like that you transfer one school okay do your thing so be it but unfortunately there's a lot of coaches who take stuff personal a lot of head coaches who take things very personal and they take it out on the kids um, I don't think that's right or that's fair um, Dre, I kind of wanted to just hear from your your side as a as a representative of a high school player. You know, what what's your outlook on that? You know, because you basically got a governing body of people that make these decisions for you guys. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, 
there's a bunch of different things that can go into like reasoning behind someone to transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bad relationship with the coach, or um, a lot of a lot of times the player has a family friend or a family member that's coaching at another school and just wants to play for that person. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just I I just didn't want to change. Like I was yeah I was happy at the school I was at. Um, even though, like, there was a player at my school already going to the next level and was a good example of it, mm-hmm. a lot of players would think that, oh, okay, well, that's going to take the shine away from my opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right, so let me go somewhere but, else, right? I mean, for me, it was kind of the perfect opportunity because just playing with him was kind of like an advantage. Like, he would tell me um, his outlook as a senior at high school and that just kind of prepared me um, it's kind of been easier so nice well i'm glad i'm glad you said that perspective cuz again it circles back like what i said before kids run away from yeah you know what i mean i don't i don't maybe it's different for me and you growing i just i wasn't the kid that ran away from yeah. tough you know what i mean like it, a coach is one thing a coach is cuz that can be my varsity coach hated me i'm going to be real with y'all like my varsity coach he <clears throat> My high my senior year of high school was terrible. Like, and it was just because my varsity coach straight up told me he didn't like me, you know, and it was what it was. So um, that's different. That's a grown man not liking a yeah. kid, <laughs> basically what I was. Um, but for people, like you said, they see a guy that's really talented in front of them and they go, well, man, he's too good. I don't want to, I don't want to have to battle with this guy. I'm just going to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, where, I don't, where does that come from? I just, I don't know. Where do you think? You think it's just a culture shift is, is what it Definitely is? Definitely culture shift. Okay. Definitely um, the ability, to, I mean, AAU. Yeah. Who's, players jump from AAU team to AAU team. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, even you see it in college basketball now, like the transfer, the portal, transfer portal is crazy, but they changed the rule where you don't have to sit out. So now you can literally just go and play right away. Yeah. You know, um, so definitely culture. Um, piggybacking on what you said about kids transferring to CIF, not allowing these kids to play. Like, I, I hate it because, like Jay said, there's millions of reasons mm-hmm. why they transfer. Whether me as an adult agrees or disagrees, they want to transfer, they want to transfer. Yeah. You know, and as a coach, I think – to be upset at a high school kid leaving your program and trying to be a part of the reason why he's not going to play at the next school. That's it's vindictive. Like, That's so vindictive. Yeah, it's like, do you care about the kid or do you care about yourself? And I see a lot of that, and it's very tough. I mean, I one of my kids uh, currently at, I'll say, Intercom, because I need people to really realize, like, Devin Lewis, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. great kid. Great family. He transferred, you know, from schools, and he has his reasons. And it's like he's just trying to play, and he's trying to play in college for free if he gets that opportunity, but he's a really, really good kid. Yeah. He has a high GPA. That's the other thing, too. Like, he has a high GPA. Again, family's great, great kid, stays Mm -hmm. out of trouble, works hard, and now his senior year is just completely gone because – whether the old school, previous school coach has said stuff to CIF to prevent that or CIF is saying, no, you, you know, it's like, dude, like, where do you, 
I don't think it's right. You know, I, I just I disagree with it. And there's millions yeah. of there's a thousand of kids that had had that happen. That same story. And yeah. um, I just disagree. It's just like just that ego. Like adults, we got to let that ego go. Like, and, just, and again, it's like you know, because coaches, especially high school coaches, and this is just my personal opinion. I do think a lot of them try to portray an image that they don't always live, and it bothers me. Because I'm very, um, I like to think I'm very authentic. <laughs> you know, yeah. I am who I am, good, bad, or indifferent. You know who Chris Collins is, right? right. Um, you, you know, coaches will say, oh, I care about the kids. I want the kids to be the best. The, the, the kids are what matters. Your star player transfers. Oh, no, no, I, I don't want him to play. I'm going to do everything in my power to stop him from playing. I, it's like, well, I thought the kid was what mattered. Right. Like, imagine if you could do that in AU. You know how fucking crazy that would be? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you could have a governing, vindictive body of AU people that, like, Dang. stop kids from playing because they transfer teams. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Like, again, for me, I don't I don't hate on kids if uh, uh, they want to go to another program or, um, like I said, I recruited him. He, he declined. I mean, I, I don't hate that. You know, yeah. it's just – more power to you. All I can do is focus on what YBA can do. That's all I can focus on. Mm -hmm. I can't focus on what every other program's doing out there. But if they're doing at least what I would think is right by the kids, mm -hmm. more power to them. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. It, it, maybe it'll be a shift one day. Who knows, man? The NCAA change. Maybe a CIF will change one day. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy. I got Oh, yeah, okay. My bad. His oh, yeah, yeah. was hitting him. I was like, yo, oh, yeah, just, yeah. just let him know. Yeah, we got maybe like 15 more minutes and get him out of here. Sorry yeah. about that, man. No, no, don't apologize. He's a kid. School night. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Uh, um, no, the I got like two more questions, and then we're, we're good. Yeah, that's all good. Um, so ta that's why circling back with uh, varsity coaches, having issue with trainers and AAU coaches. I don't know if you've ran into that. I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they kind of criticize or critique. Dre, I'm curious as a player, have you experienced that? Like you, have you, and again, I don't know, I don't know your coaches at Jesuit. I mean, I know a couple of them, uh, like the freshman coach, but I don't know like your head coach and stuff like that. But have you ever ran into high school coaches that seem to have an issue with like trainers or AAU coaches or they've I been mean, pretty chill for the most part. Obviously there's like coaches like that are against training with skills, skills trainers during the season. Mm -hmm. But other than that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're one of the lucky few cause I'm telling you I've dealt with <laughs> and I, and I've said them by name on the show, you know, like I'll say it right there, like uh, Taylor at Rockland high. Oh, he can't stand me. He like avid at literally tells his kids like and his best kid, like the best player on his team right now, um, uh Mark, uh, I coached him since sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. Like, and he'll he, I mean, he'll sit there and say to him, like, you know, oh, uh, Chris, I don't he don't know what he's talking about. Or you know what I mean? Like they they take little jabs at me through the kids, yeah. right? And um, I don't know where this stems from. I just I don't get it, and my whole take is, coaches, you do realize we're in the same field as you. We just want to see these guys enjoy the game of basketball and, and grow in it. I don't, I don't know if you have any 
experience or stories you want to share, but um, <laughs> a lot of stories. But <laughs> um, experience wise, I mean, obviously Jesuit is yeah, it's all love there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yes, definitely. <laughs> Coach Kelly, like he's he's super dope. Um, allowing me to come in, uh, actually with Issa, but I've also trained previous players at Jesuit even before Coach Kelly was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say there's other schools where coaches kind of are a little hesitant or against it. Um, and I honestly think it's just because, one, they don't know me personally, yeah. and two, they've probably had uh, an experience with another trainer. Yeah. And unfortunately, because Sacramento's so small and some trainers aren't as professionals as others, I Absolutely. would say. Absolutely, I agree. And it just takes one to kind of, you know, affect the arrest. And I'm even experiencing that now um, with coaches that just don't know me. They just hear a trainer, Sacramento, oh, he's like so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Versus them really knowing who I am. And and another thing, too, I'm not really big on social media. Yeah. So I'm not all out there. So that's another reason why they don't know me. And I, you know, that's – I don't know if that's like a bad – good or bad thing. But uh, I think – it just comes – it stems from that, and unfortunately, until coaches are open to actually speaking with the trainer, which I've actually tried to talk to coaches, but they just – Yeah. You know, even when – I don't know if they know who I've worked with, but right. I'm sure some of them don't know, and then if I mention someone's name, they might be like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Or they could be like, oh, you didn't really work with him. You probably just <laughs> – he just came to one session, and you just say, "Man, <laughs> it's no, it's um, it's an interesting dynamic, because uh, the basketball community is like any other sports community. Like football, they have their own thing. Baseball, soccer, you know, volleyball, like you know, it, they all have their own plus and minuses. Um, I I just know for me, I'm just trying to. I created this platform because I'm trying to bridge some of these gaps." and tear down some of these misconceptions and walls. Because, again, like, maybe a varsity coach listens to the show and he finally gets to hear your side of it and hear who you are, you know what I mean? And hopefully that opens a door. And then, like, for you, maybe a kid hears your side of things. And they – because they – because, again, they're that kid that, you know, is in a small high school somewhere and they think, like, man, I'll never get a chance. But then they hear, like, oh, Dre had to work his ass off too. He had to work hard. He had to – put in the work you know what I mean like okay I'm, I'm doing the right thing you know what I'm saying like that's that's the whole premise of why I think it's important to have these dialogues you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um the only last question before we get out of here is it's an a another AU question um I've experienced this a lot um I'm, I'm sure to a degree you have too in terms of your business and things like that and I don't know if you have as a kid because you're the market. That's the reality of it. When we're AAU coaches, you're you're our customer, right? We're marketing to you. So you might not see things that go on behind the scenes. But I, it seems to be a wave now, at least I see it this year, of AAU programs bashing, bashing each other, mm-hmm. um, whether it be um, straight up or subliminally or, you know what I'm saying, like um, – I don't, I for one don't think I need to speak bad about a program in order to recruit a kid. Again, I, I circle back to when I recruited you. I don't think I spoke bad on 
another program or anything. I think I just said, hey, this is what we're doing at YBA and we'd love to have you a part of it. And um, but I said, but I think I even in text, I said, you're going to be fine either way. Like you're going to be good either way. And to me, that's just me. I like you said, I'm I try to be more professional. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I really would like and I'm just saying it's more or less for my take and vocally. I, I fe fellas programs. We need to stop going at each other in a negative way and just appreciate that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Marcus Kirkman, we talk about a lot with uh, trainers, mm -hmm. trainers bashing each other, talking mess about each other, you know, behind closed doors and all this. Like, I really think a lot of that needs to stop. And I'm just going to be one of the ones on my platform to say it, uh, say it with my chest out, say it very proud and, and loud. Like, there's enough talent, enough of these kids to go around. You know what I mean? And none of us own any of these kids <laughs> not at all so i don't know i just that's my soapbox that's what i want to say i if you want to speak on that please please feel free but yeah um i mean i mean i'll piggyback off you you know i agree au teams talking about the au teams and trainers and all you know i mean i'm like i said you, we talked about yeah. it i'm still to myself and in my own lane yep <laughs> i don't uh I don't really get into that type of stuff, you know, because um, it doesn't affect me and my training and who I am. So, uh, but I do hear about other other trainers, and sometimes some trainers trying to talk to me about, and it's like, I'm good, dude. Right, you know? right. So, I just think, like you said, there's a, a pool, and if you're really about the development of the kids, then that's what you should be about. Um, have you seen or experienced anything uh, I mean, like obviously, that? Obviously, there's rivalries and. AU circuit. Yeah, in the in the game, yeah, that's but there's well, no <coughs> Yeah. No like bashing other programs. Well, that's good. That's good you didn't experience cuz cuz I've just been seeing a little bit about that going on. And again, I'm I'm from a different vantage point than you, right? You're the player, I'm coach director or whatever like. So I I I see that a lot and um yeah, I, I just want to say in this episode um I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want I of course um, on the court, you go at each other, you compete, you get your rivalries. That's, that's, dude, I'm YBA. Trust me. Everybody in this area wants to be YBA, which is fine for, by me. Like I, 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 I love being the bad guy in that capacity. But, um, once, once, uh, the game's over, um, I'm Chris Collins dad, you know, I'm, I'm Chris Collins trainer. Um, you know, I'm, of course, I'm always thinking of the business side of things, but, uh, I, I try to pride myself on being approachable and trying to talk to people and get to know the people and and hear their story so that that's a big thing for me um before well, before we get out of here uh did you have any last words of wisdom shout outs you know if you if you if you make it to the league I want to be I want to know I'm one of the first guys to interview you so <laughs> I want to be able to sit here and uh anything you got to say says the floor is yours I mean not really uh, <laughs> Typical shout kid out, shout, out, shout out my mom. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Um, but yeah. What about your dad? Shout out my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Shot? Any anybody or anything? Man. Any closing words? I mean, I shout out group culture. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. 
Shout out Peja and his family for trusting me with Dre. Um, you know, shout out Ink. You gotta keep <laughs> shouting him out, man. I'm telling y'all, man. This dude, yo, he's the man. All right, perfect. Um, well, that concludes the show. Um, again, Dre, thank you for taking the time to come out here, man. I appreciate it. And then, uh, Sean, obviously for you, always love, brother. Um, always feel free to come back. I always could use another guest host all the time. And uh, MJ, I know you're working hard, bro. I know you're doing your thing with your productions. Um, happy birthday uh, to your wife. Um, she, um, I saw the Instagram. Looks like you guys had a great time. So, um, you know, I'm happy for you, man. And, and come back. Like, shit, I need my other co-host. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, other than that, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you learned a lot. Um, I'm, I want to keep bringing out good guests for you guys. Uh, hopefully this Tuesday... I will have the head coach of Sac State, Coach Patrick, here um, sitting on his couch. We want to talk really in depth about the transfer portal so kids can really get a grasp and understanding of how they have to approach AAU recruitment because it's not the same. It just isn't. And you guys have to learn to adapt. We as coaches and programs have to adapt. So, you know, um, hopefully I can, that episode, I can give you guys a lot of information to help you guys navigate where to go, what to do, how to do it, because obviously I'm here to try to help you guys live your dream. Um, if you are if you made it all the way to the show, uh, all the way through, uh, you're a real one. Do the HBO special, help a brother out, and maybe hit that subscribe and that notification button. Um, keep trying to crack this YouTube algorithm, but thank you, thank you for those on the audio side who keep listening, because I am getting tons and tons of downloads on that one. So. I'm going to keep bringing this information to you and good guests. Um, again, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you big time. Um, everybody be safe, and we are out.